Hey, I'm Rebecca Hamilton, creator and owner of Chick Boss Cake. Thanks for joining me on my Scrap the Sweet Talk podcast, where I'll be sharing all my best life and business tips and tricks on how I've created the life of my dreams and how you can too. I'm a no-nonsense, full disclosure, sweet talk scrapping woman entrepreneur who believes in taking charge of your life and ridding yourself of all the excuses that are holding you back. Speaking of excuses, Chad and I got into this topic of the famous, the world famous excuse of quote unquote, not having enough time in our last podcast. And we thought that it was the perfect topic for its own podcast episode. So he's back with me again for this episode to talk about not having enough time. And he loves this topic, don't you? I don't have time for this. You don't have time for this topic of not having enough time? It's an excuse. (laughs) Such an excuse. Oh my gosh. That's why we're here talking about it. Okay, so full disclosure, who is guilty of saying they don't have enough time? I'll wait. Let's be honest. I know that I am, well, I used to be. Now, whenever that thought crosses my mind, it makes me actually laugh because I know better now. I know that I have enough time and I know that I have the same amount of time in a day that everyone else has. And guess what? You have time for what you make time for. That's right. And everybody else has the same amount of time in a day that everybody else has, too. So there's that. And I think that it's important to realize that everybody falls victim to excuses in general. So by no means am I suggesting that I live my life completely excuse free. But what I've learned, and I think that what Chad has learned too, like what we've both learned together, is that we call ourselves out on our own excuses. And I think that that has been super life changing um, for both of us. So instead of making up all kinds of weird and crazy excuses, we just cut the crap and be honest with ourselves. And it's not that you don't have enough time. Um, The reality is that you just don't want to do whatever you're making the excuse about. Absolutely. So if you get anything from this podcast, it's that quote about you have time for what you make time for. Okay. So if you think about anything in your life that you enjoy doing or that you spend majority of your time doing, um, you make time for that. Yeah. And the things that you don't like to do and that you don't make time for, you don't make time for. Everybody has the exact same 24 hours in a day. Um, So that's what it boils down to. Yeah, exactly. Um, If you think about like all of the things that you do on a daily basis, like anything, you choose to make time for those things specifically. So because people make time for the things that matter to them and the things that are important to them. 
It's not for anyone else to judge how we all spend our time, but instead it's more about holding ourselves accountable to stopping the excuses because the excuses also make you feel really bad about yourself. Like that's not, that doesn't help you. It makes you feel bad. And when you keep telling yourself that you don't have time, you automatically feel guilty about not having time. So it's like this vicious cycle that keeps going. It just makes you feel bad. In addition to that, because you feel like you don't have time when you do have time and it's like a battle, like you're fighting with yourself. Yeah, it really is an oxymoron. So you feel guilty because you say you don't have time. And then on the opposite end of that coin, you use it as a justification and a rationalization that you don't have time to get away from or to avoid doing things you don't want to do. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So what I like to suggest to people who are just starting like trying to live a more positive life and get rid of the excuses because excuses do actually hold you back a hundred percent of the time so it's definitely like the number one thing that will keep holding you back in your life or your business and living a better more fulfilled successful life in the future so the number one thing that you need to start doing is you need to actually just start being honest with yourself and start saying that you just don't want to do it. So once you take your power back and you start saying that I just don't want to do this instead of saying I don't have time, you will notice that you feel much better about the situation um, because it takes a lot of time and energy to actually come up with these excuses, believe it or not. So you are thinking about these excuses you come up with them, you take the time, you probably mull it over for God knows how long before you actually say the excuse, because in your mind you go, oh, I really should go to the gym. And then you go, oh, I really don't feel like going to the gym. And then you go, but like, I want to lose weight though. And then you go, oh, but like, I don't feel like it tonight. I'm kind of tired. So I don't think I'm going to go to the gym. And then you go, well, but I want to look good in my bathing suit this summer. And then you go, but like, who really cares? And, And like, it goes on for God knows how long in your mind fighting this freaking battle. And it makes you feel so bad in the process. Like, it's just, is such if you can break any habit like please do this one and start just telling yourself that you just don't want to do it and nobody's judging you for what you do or don't do I've noticed a huge difference practicing this in my own life where you know obviously I'm human so if I have that thought like oh you know I'm really busy I don't have time well I just change it pretty instantly now because I've been practicing it for so long and I catch myself and I go you know what? No, I'm just, it's not something I'm passionate about enough. And it's not something that I want to work into my schedule right now, because it's true. We all are busy. So it's not necessarily like a lie that you don't have time. It's just, it's an excuse, right? So you just, you really need to pay attention to that and call yourself out and just say that you don't want to do it and don't feel bad about it. You don't have to, you shouldn't have to do everything, but if it's something that you don't want to do, you need to learn to say 
no and not feel bad about it. It's basically a next a next level form of complaining, mm-hmm. right? So I know that you. It's me complaining's many years ago. cousin. Yeah, there the you go. Evil cousin. The evil, evil cousin, <laughs> evil sister of complaining. Oh yeah. Um, but no, it really is. So yeah, I totally agree with you. Um, to your point, you know, just be honest with yourself. And I know that with you and I, once we knew that this saying was so common in our vocabulary for yeah. so many years, um, once we started to call each other out on it, we realized and we said, oh, I don't have time. Okay. Then you don't want to do it. Don't say you don't want to have time. So, and it's funny, once you start to recognize that, then you'll catch yourself mid sentence and then you go, I don't, ha- I don't want to do that right now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then it changes. Oh and I mean, it's not to say it's a get out of jail free card. Um, you know, you don't, you could use rationalization for anything in life and just say you don't want to do anything and never yeah. progress and never move forward and never, um, you know, move towards your goals. But I think it's really important to recognize, you know, the way your vocabulary shapes the, um, your intentions and what you're doing with your life. So I, I think it always goes back to defining what those goals look like and are you ready? Um, one of Rebecca's famous lines is either complain and do something about it or don't complain at all. So nothing I is more true than the saying about so I don't have much. time. Oh my you God. You just don't want to do it. Exactly. <laughs> it just, it's such a crappy feeling. Like it's Chad was saying, it's like, it's a, a negative complaining emotion and you don't even realize like how much you actually do it too. Once you start paying attention like every single day to how much you actually make excuses for things, you will actually be shocked. I mean, obviously like we were when we first started like doing our self-development and stuff like that. And it is actually shocking the amount of times in a day where you make up excuses for things. When you start working on that yourself, you will actually notice other people making those kinds of excuses too. So yeah, and the, the hardest part and the funny part is when you yeah. get to that point in your life that for me now, when other mm-hmm. people say stuff like that, like I catch it so quickly and it's hard for me to not be like, you know, I got to bite my tongue because it's so blatantly obvious yeah. that they're still stuck in that circle and I'm sure a lot of people out there are too and I mean we're not perfect either I mean no. we'll still say it every now and yeah. then and we laugh about it <laughs> it's um, more of a joke now <laughs> yeah it's weird like your yeah. brain just goes to that by default even yeah. though you know better <laughs> But I know one thing that you've taught me, Becca, um, because I used to say this a lot about not having time. Mm -hmm. And it usually was a situation with managing our stores and our staff and our business. Um, You know, let's say we're going through some, um, you know, turbulent times or going through some changes. um, And I just felt like there's not enough hours in a day. And I remember, you know, um, and I'm sure everyone can relate to this, you know, those times when you're like, man, there's not enough hours in a day. Like, Every day I go to bed with more things left on my plate than the previous day. And it just keeps to build and build and build. And that's a 
frustrating spot. Right. And I know what you taught me was that the more you become more organized, yeah. the better you will be able to answer that question totally. of, I don't have time. Honestly, yeah. you don't have time because you're not taking the time to prioritize your life properly yeah. in a way that's organized so that you're not in that spinning the hamster wheel state of mind and motion. Exactly. And organization actually frees up so much of your time. Like you would be so shocked about how much time you will get back by just simply organizing your business or your life. So like if you just think about something super basic, for example, um, let's just use your home, for example. And if you are like, oh, where is my like, where are my I don't know, like keys or where's my wallet or whatever. Right. If you don't have an organized home and you don't have a spot for your keys or your wallet and you're constantly losing them, well, how much time do you waste looking for things in your home? Because you don't know where the heck anything is like that is just like the biggest time waster. How much time do you waste looking for things in your home or your business because you don't know where they are? Like they don't have a place in your home, right? Because that is a huge time killer just digging around looking for things. And how do you feel when you're doing that? You feel disorganized. You feel crappy. You feel frustrated. It makes you angry. Like those are not good emotions. You don't want to be feeling like that most of the time. So it's little things like that and paying attention to what you're spending your time on. Like if you, okay, this is why people have a hard time with, um, not having time because getting organized actually takes a chunk of time up front. So you're basically having to spend extra time getting organized up front. So in, in essence, it does take you longer to get organized. It's against the grain of yes. typical human gratification where you yeah. need short term res, uh, results. Yeah. And Becca's right. Like you need to invest more time up, up front, front. Yeah. to get you better results results and have more time Down long the term. And this took yeah. me many years to realize. So yeah, why don't you took share? Chad way too long. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still working on it. Let's oh be my real. God. Yeah. So why don't you um, share Becca, because you've always been way more organized than me. So what has allowed you to, um, to do that so seamlessly in your life? Yeah. So I think that, I mean, I like when things look organized, so that helps a lot. I like the clean, organized look of things. Um, but mainly I like to just know where things are. Like when, like back before I got organized, cause where's the scissors, where's the scissors? Like, why do we have 25 <laughs> freaking pairs of scissors remember, and we can't find one? Like seriously. I remember I heard someone say once that, uh, so mad. Um, just buy like 20 pairs of scissors and put them in every room in your house. <laughs> yeah, just scatter and then, them. And then you'll never have to worry again. You'll never have to be like, where's the scissors? You'll have a pair of scissors in every freaking room. Um, it's the same thing with pens too. I don't know why they magically freaking disappear, especially yeah. your favorite ones for some weird freaking reason. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, those situations, like they make you so frustrated and they just, they put you in a bad mood and there's nothing worse than that. But I learned this in like near the beginning of our business when we started hiring staff and we started getting other people involved that 
organization actually buys you time and it buys you money. And it, it's just it's you can't grow your business unless you get organized. So, yes, you will have to spend the time up front to do that. But it is so worth it because then you will buy back so much more of your time in the future that you'll be able to spend on other things that are more meaningful and that will actually grow your business better and put you on the right path. So um, we figured that out when we started hiring staff and other people, because, you know, once you start bringing other people into your business, you need it to be organized. You need everybody to know where the freaking scissors are, right? Because if, if, you know, Joanna used the scissors and then nobody knows where Joanna put the scissors, then everybody's going to be pissed off at Joanna. So um, it's really important with business. It's important not, with none life None of our too. employees were ever named Joanna. Disclaimer, by the way. <laughs> I'm just saying, but um, it's, it's the same too, I think, with um, like parents and, and moms with kids and stuff like that. It's like, you know, if you need your kid to be ready for school in the morning, like you want to know where their backpack is, where their books are, where their lunch is, like the more organized you are, the better you will feel. And the more like in charge you feel of your own life, which also leads to confidence and just overall feeling better. Like think back to a time in your life where you felt organized and put together. Like, how do you feel? It's a big difference between being disorganized. And I think um, another really good example actually would be like, you know, in the mornings, are you, do you have the time in the morning to have organized routine mornings where like you make your breakfast, you maybe you do some meditation, some gratitude. But what if you don't have time in the but morning? But if you don't have time in the morning, you better freaking make time in the morning. <laughs> and, you know, there's lots of ways that you can do that. And being organized is one. You could get your morning um, set up the night before. You could leave the coffee out. You could pre-make your lunch for the next day. Um, just simply knowing where things are in the morning, like helps significantly. Um, or just wake up earlier. I don't know why that's so like, why that's such a challenging concept. For a people. funny story about knowing where things are. I remember when we first met back then, we'd have any money. And I yeah. remember it was like $80 and it was on the table and I gave it to you. And I then I don't remember this. You don't remember this story. The no. story is fantastic. Okay. The fact you don't remember makes it even better. <laughs> so I remember it and I gave you, gave it to you yeah. and you said you put it in a drawer. You didn't know where it went. And I was like, what do you mean? This is like the $80. <laughs> I mean, you couldn't find it. We spent the whole day. You don't yeah. remember this? And I don't remember. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I was like, what the hell? How do you lose $80? It's sitting there. <laughs> I don't know, but I used yeah. to lose my debit card all the time. Yeah. Well, that, that too. Yeah. How many times <laughs> we get a new debit card? Oh my gosh. So, so there's many, times. many times. So many times that she obviously forgets the time. I with even the, forget. The $80 went I, missing. Yeah. Who loses $80? That's so <laughs> stupid. That's like, you could buy buy things yeah. for $80. You buy your whole groceries for that. But yeah, that used to happen. I remember you probably, so why don't you explain though? Cause that would happen many, yeah, many because, years ago. Okay. Yeah. Like you get to the point where you lose so much stuff that you get so frustrated with yourself and you're like, Hey, I have to do something. Like you just basically hit rock bottom for just being unorganized and losing stuff like everywhere. You just get so frustrated with it that you're like, Hey, I need to make a change. I need to do better and I can do better. And and um, I was very relentless in, in getting over that because I was getting so frustrated. Like I literally lost my debit card 
like so many times. I can't even tell you. And and Chad was always like, just put it back in the same spot every single time. And I was like, well, but I'm paying for like my, I'm, I'm at like my clothing store, I'm paying for my purchase. And then the lady's talking to me and I'm distracted. And then she's checking me out and then she's giving me a receipt. Like there's too much stuff going on. So I just chuck it in my purse. And I don't know if your purse is anything like my purse is a freaking disaster. And it's basically gets lost if I just throw it in there. Or you so. put it in your coat pocket of one, one of your pocket. two or three coats. Yeah. Or your winter coat. And now it's spring and then or your sweater pocket my sweater that you pocket. only wore once yeah exactly right so um I think it just was it was too many times of that happening and just getting so frustrated and so fed up with it that I knew there had to be a better way and um especially especially with a business that kind of that's really, I think, what put me on the path to organization and just putting things back in their place and um, losing the excuses and everything like that. I feel like the business really um, put me in that mind space and I just recognized how important and valuable it is to keep things organized and get rid of the excuses. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, the whole make it time, like it's been a godsend when it comes to organization. Like I, for so many years, I was like, Hey, how am I, why would I spend time on making these systems or doing these things that are so trivial when like we need to sell and we need to make money and we mm-hmm. need to grow our business. I don't have time to waste on all these things. See, I just yeah. said it. I don't yeah, have time. Right. Exactly. exactly. See, even nowadays, I, yeah. I didn't even realize I said it. So I just said, it. <laughs> but that was my mindset before where yeah. I would always, cause you'd get frustrated. Maybe like, you got to like, figured a better way, a better system. Yeah. I think too, what actually happened like with, with, um, like when we kind of shifted like our business where you manage the stores now, you, you manage the staff and stuff like that. And I kind of took a step back and I do the oversight of everything. Like I do all the CEO type work and, um, the marketing and stuff like that. So when I took a step back from being like physically at the stores every day, um, I was able to see like a bigger, clearer picture of things. Whereas like you were still in the flow of it, in the busyness of it. And I think that until you take a step back to kind of have that oversight and the bigger picture of things, um, you don't really like it's hard to think that way because you're just so caught up in like opening the store, making sure the staff show up, making sure they're doing their work properly, making sure the product quality is there, um, closing the store, making sure we have the stuff we need for the next day, ordering the food trucks, everything like that. Right. There's so much involved in it. And, um, I'm giving you credit for running all the stores right now. Oh, thank you. That's great. Yeah. A year ago, this would have been a different situation. Okay. (laughs) Um, but yeah, like I think that when you're so caught up in the everyday, like activities and the everyday chaos and action of it all, that you're just so busy making sure that stuff runs and that it doesn't get missed and doesn't fall flat, that you don't have that mindset of, of, you know, how can I make this organized or how can I do this better or more efficiently? Right. So I think that that really helped, um, for me 
to kind of get out of the shuffle of the daily activity at the bakery and be able to kind of think in a clear mindset through the systems and the operations of it and be like, hey, is this the most efficient way to do this? I don't think it is. Right. Yeah. And I think a great example is, um, you know, many people listening right now can relate to mm-hmm. spinning their wheels. So I feel like, you know, and I was the one that did that way more than you did. Yeah. And I know what you're saying now, because anytime I get in that spin in the wheels and I mean, luckily now it only happens on like busy holiday weeks for our business. Cause those are, yeah. like, you know, I mean, you get twice the amount of volume as a regular yeah. week, sometimes triple. Yeah. Um, but to your point, the moment that you can step back, even if it's just for a couple of days to go, okay, this is like chaos. Yeah. You know, what you exactly you said your kids or your, your business or something in your life or whatever turmoil you're facing. Yeah. And then you take a couple of days to just step back and go, okay, this is like a treadmill. This is a <laughs> mice on a spinning wheel. Yeah. What do I got to do to make this like more efficient? Because this mm-hmm. is going nowhere fast. Yeah. And I know every time that, you know, I got caught in that recently, I always think, okay, all it has to do is, is it always boils back to not, it's not about not having time. It's about not being more organized. Yeah. And every time, and you taught me this, like get, do it the day before, yeah. you know, prep it the night before, you know, figure out the, in weeks, you know, those weeks are happening when it's, you know, triple the amount of volume when the holiday weeks are exactly. business. Figure out a better system, get more people, you know, get all hands on deck, block that out so nobody can book it off. Do all these things, right? Yeah. So I prep, 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 right? So you got to be aware, right? You know, if yeah. you know in your life, you know, at this time last year when that happened and then that was chaos, well, what am I going to do heading into this time at that time next year? Exactly. You know, so that you can avoid that. You need to learn instead of being, oh my God, I don't have time, right? Make those changes, become better organized. And yeah. it's still a work in progress for me. I mean, you're just better at it. Thank you. <laughs> I wasn't in the beginning though. It's, it's definitely something that is learned and practiced for sure. Um, but you know, not having time is basically like we talked about in our last podcast. Um, if you guys haven't listened to it, it was really good. You should go listen to that. Um, the last one that we did was episode 11. It was really good. Um, but what we touched on there was, um, being in the victim mindset and not having time is basically being in the victim mindset where you, just are so reactive to everything in your life and you're not being proactive and you're not taking control and not taking charge of your life. So um, when you're constantly living in that victim mindset, I mean, you're you're not ever going to be happy. You're always going to be treading water, trying to stay afloat and it's not a good way to do business or life. It's like it's you know, it's pretty bad. So you need to, um, take this, take the time, like whenever you can find it, like I said, if you have to wake up earlier, stay up a little bit later, do it on the weekends, whatever you have to do, put in some time up front to save time later on. Like you will not regret it. And once you start doing it, you will see the benefits almost instantly. Right. Like when we, when you started doing that, I mean, it's, it's a game changer. And you know, just like we said in the last podcast, now that we're planting this seed about don't have time, just watch yourself. Anytime you say it, you're going to go, I don't have time. And you're like, just count how many times you say it, play a game with yourself. It's hilarious. Yeah. And you'll just go, Oh my God, how many times a day? 
day or a week do I say this? It's ridiculous. And yeah, it's just another form of rationalization. Your mind will do this by default all the time. Okay. Yeah. Just ask yourself, do I actually not have time? Because if that's the case, then you're being unorganized and you need to make time if it's important to you, or do you actually not want to do it? Because there's been plenty of times too, where, you know, Chad will be like, Oh, I I don't, I don't have time for that or whatever. I'll be like, well, no, that's like, you don't want to do that. I know you don't want to do that because I know you have been married to you and I know you don't like doing that. So that's why you don't magically have time for that. Right. It's like, it's like people that, um, you know, my main thing where I'm like, I don't have time for that is going to the gym. I don't really like going to the gym. I find it boring and it's not stimulating. And I don't know. I just, I'm one of those people. I would rather eat really healthy for a long period of time than go to the gym. I'm just not a gym person. Um, I like to be in nature. I like to play tennis. I like to do activities, but the gym I find kind of boring. So I will always be like, I don't have time for the gym when I really just don't want to go to the gym. I have plenty of time. I have time to watch Netflix. I have time to read books. I have time to meditate or do gratitude journals or whatever. I have so much time to do whatever I want with it. I have the same 24 hours that everybody yeah, else think has. about how many things you do in your life in a day, right? Let's just list I don't know, 15 things. I mean, you're going to go up about those 15 things in whatever way that you create them to be or that yeah. they need to get done. So to say you don't have time, there's 15 things. You can sub stuff out you can put it in whatever you want to do but you're the ultimate person who chooses that if you choose of those 15 things you do in a day 10 that don't serve you beneficially or positively and five that do well hey why don't you try to do 10 that do and five that don't so um you know you're in control of that you can make whatever excuse you want and the more and more you become mindful of how your brain is out to get you and how you you are in control of your thoughts and emotions and how they dictate how you spend your time and what you do with your life. Um, that's the coolest thing. When you get to that spot, you're like, okay, here we go. Yeah, exactly. And so, yeah. So the one thing that I told you, Chad, to do, um, when you didn't have time for anything was, um, to actually just write down every single thing that you do throughout the day, like literally just write down everything you do every single day and I will show you where you can find time or where you can cut things out or how you can do things more efficiently. If you write down those things, I guarantee you, you can come up with a better way to cut all of those things in half. Okay. Maybe not your job. Maybe you have to go to work for eight hours a day. So you can't change that unless you get a different job, which is an option too. But you know, there's, there's those set things, but there's a a lot of things that you do that are time killers. Like how much time do you spend honestly watching TV? And I'm not judging for that. I watch TV too, obviously. Um, but literally how much time do you spend on that? Is it 
an hour every night? Is it two hours? Is it five hours? I don't know. Like most of us, people say, I don't have time. They'll watch TV, yeah. watch Netflix for three hours, and they'll yeah. sleep for like nine. Yeah. Right. It's like, hey, you don't need to sleep for nine hours, and you don't need to watch TV for three. Like, like sleep for seven or eight, and watch TV for an hour. Right. Yeah. You know, you just gain two or three hours right Seriously. there. Seriously. Right? Like it's it's crazy. Like it's it's actually crazy once you start to analyze what you actually do throughout the day, and you're honest about it. Um, you will find that you actually have way more time than you think and just simply getting organized and being honest about where you want to be spending your time um, is the key to that. And honestly, you will feel so much better. I promise you'll feel so much better when you just start calling yourself out on it and just being honest with yourself because you don't even realize like how impactful vocabulary is to your subconscious mind. Like when you continuously tell yourself you don't have time or like, you know, I have kids or I don't have kids or whatever your excuses are, you are doing serious damage to your subconscious mind um, without even really knowing it. Just pay attention to that because it is super, super important. Amen. Preach, girl. Yeah, it's true. How you talk to yourself matters, right? Like the vocabulary you use, matters that's a whole other podcast that is a the whole vo- other podcast that's another thing we learned that's <laughs> i actually awesome. i did a blog on that too a yeah. while back and it was one of the first blogs that i think that i did on vocabulary because um i loved that i used to use the worst vocabulary and i would feel the worst from using it and you don't even realize how crazy like impactful it is when you constantly use the same negative words in your life every day. I mean, first of all, you begin to believe those words, which are probably not even true. Um, but you just subconsciously start believing and thinking that it's true. And it's just, it's crazy how impactful it is when you start to change your vocabulary, even slightly, like if you stop using the word stressed, for example, I used to use that word all the time and I would be sick all the time and my body would hurt and I'd have weird aches and pains everywhere. I have so much like health issues and everything like that. No wonder I was stressed all the time and, and it created like physical illness too. Like it's crazy. So I decided I was going to stop using that word is not a good word. And I just use challenging. I don't think I've used the word stress in like years. No, I used to say it every day, every day. I would be stressed every day over just nothing. I can't remember last time you said it. Yeah, it's crazy. So, um, yeah, but that's for another podcast. I think the vocabulary is super, super important. Yeah, it's a good one. We'll do that one. Okay. So another really, um, important part of getting more time time. Um, well, not getting more time because we all have the same amount of time, but like freeing up your time is from delegating tasks that you can get other people to do for you. So why don't you, Chad, tell them about how you started delegating tasks? Yeah, for sure. So like you touched on earlier about that um, task you gave me about writing down how you spend all of your out, all of your 24 hours in a day. Yeah. Um, when I wrote down all the job duties, everything I did, I was spending like three quarters of my day on the phone dealing with customers. Yeah. And it was at that moment when I'm like, oh my God, like no wonder I have time because I'm, I'm trying to take care of all these customers, giving them good customer service, trying to sell them, you know, different products that we're offering. And I thought that was so important, which it is. Oh yeah. But it's not to say I can't hire somebody to do that. And that's when I hired um, a, a lady who works for us now who's fantastic. Her name's Krista. So awesome. And if she... You guys have probably, if you've had any contact with their business, 
She's the one that emails you or answers the phone. She's super friendly, super awesome. Love her. She's fantastic. So she's yeah. been a godsend and, and it's been unbelievable. Like since getting off the, I did that, you know, for so many, since the beginning of yeah. my business, right. For, you know, we've been in business like 10 years. Yeah. Like I did it for like you were the phone nine guy. years. <laughs> so once I delegated that, it was like, Oh my God, now I have all this time to so actually much become time. organized. Hey, those systems that you talked about that seem lame and boring and not mm-hmm. a priority. Oh my God. Now I have time. Right? Yeah. So all these things that I would put off and then, and so I started to take time on being organized and they'd be like, Hey, look, I did this today and I, and I prepped for tomorrow. And then now tomorrow I, I wake up feeling free and, you know, it just was such a relief for myself. Um, you know, personally, emotionally, professionally, um, it was huge. And you taught me that I wouldn't have delegated and done that, but I learned that from you. And that's what you did with delegating to all our cake decorators and figuring out our designs and our style and and making that trainable and scalable. Um, So you were a great example of setting that up for yourself, you know, years before I actually figured that out. Um, You know, and in business, there's always progression and work to do on building that delegation. And I know for a lot of people starting out, you may think, you know, well, I don't have the money or time to delegate that. Hey, look, I just said it. I don't have time. (laughs) See, I even still say it. I didn't even say that as a joke. Um, But what I'm trying to say is that, you know, maybe you don't need to delegate and hire a, a, you know, a general manager, let's say, but you can hire a dishwasher. You can hire a, um, you know, paper folder. Um, You can hire somebody who does your emails, does your emails, your social Social media, media, whatever the case is. If you write down a list of, like I said earlier, the 15 or 20 things that you spend all your time doing, and you notice that one of those things takes up a quarter or half of your day. um, And it is trainable. It is delegatable. I need to say something too, because, um, like if you're in business, you have to delegate things. So it's fine if you started your business. Um, let's say you've been doing your business for like, you know, five months and then a year and and maybe two years and whatever. Like if you want to actually grow your business, you need staff and you need to be able to delegate tasks to people, which if you, like I was saying, if you were the one that actually started your business and is your baby and everything like that, I get that it's hard to do that, but you will not grow unless you do do that. So, um, I can't stress enough how important it is to actually learn how to be okay with delegating tasks to other people. And my advice to you and the best way to go about that is to create a very simple system for them to follow. And then you just make sure they follow it because you don't want to leave it up to, you know, up to them to do or figure out on their own. If you just create a system of how you want it done to a T, then all you have to do is manage them and make sure that they're doing it the way that you have them instructed to do it. So, but delegating tasks is so important because if you're not delegating tasks, who is growing your business? Who is working on your business? Like how is your business going to grow if you're still caught up in washing the dishes or baking the cakes or decorating the cakes? Like you can't grow and scale your business that way. So if there's one thing that you learn now, it's to figure out how, which tasks you can easily delegate to other people 
and to start doing it now. Because once you delegate those tasks to them, and yes, it's going to be an expense. You have to pay people for their time. That's how it works in business, um, obviously. <laughs> but if once you start doing that, even though it seems like an expense to you at the time, you are saving yourself the time of doing that. And then you can work on areas of your business to get more sales in order to pay for that. So don't underestimate the importance of delegating tasks so that you can work on growing your business. And then you'll have more time. And then you'll magically have more time. And that's why we're having this podcast so that you can have lots of more of free time to do what you want to do. Dun, 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 dun. Time is everything. So, um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. I don't have anything else to add. Do you? That's great. Love yeah. it. Well, if you guys have any questions or anything like that, just um, you can find me on social media. I am on Instagram at Rebecca at Chick Boss Cake or I'm on Facebook at, uh, as Rebecca Hamilton. Um, or you can send me an email, um, Rebecca at Chick Boss Cake. And I'd be happy to answer your questions about how you can have more time. I love this topic. I could talk to you about it all day. It's great. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's all we have for you today. Thank you guys so much for listening to my podcast, Scrap the Sweet Talk with me, your host, Rebecca Hamilton, creator and owner of Chick Boss Cake. I can't wait to talk to you again soon. If you enjoyed this podcast, please hit the subscribe button and leave me an awesome review. I would really love that. And today is a great day to make greatness happen and turn your ordinary life into something extraordinary. Start creating the life of your dreams today.